Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, good morning, church. Thank you again for joining us. Wherever you're watching, we are very, very grateful to you that you have spent the time to come and join us this morning. If it's your first time watching, uh, my name is Gareth and myself and my wife Hannah, we're the senior leaders here at Revive Church Newbridge and again we are privileged and honoured that you've chosen to spend your time with us and can I just say if you're uh, watching from Scotland this morning or if you are Scottish watching this morning you are more than welcome and you are especially loved this morning. English people you are loved as well but um Scottish people get precedence today. Um, well, welcome to church. We are halfway through now a series, a 10-week series that we've called Blessed, where we are unpacking a series of statements uh, that Jesus made that we may, you may know them as the Beatitudes and what the actual uh, more modern meaning of that means, basically the blessed or the blessed ones or the blessings. And what we've been doing over the last four weeks, this is week five, uh, is taking those statements and, and just unpacking them, looking at them one by one. Well, you know, what do they mean? Uh, how are we blessed? And then how does that out blessing outwork in us? And, and what we hope to show you through these teachings of Jesus is there's more than just a blessing. You know, God said to Mo God said to Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. So it's never about just being blessed, but the Bible says we are blessed to be a blessing. So what we what we hope to uh, show you over these next couple of weeks is how we are blessed, but also how we can be a blessing to others and live that blessed life, outworking it, living a life blessed, being a blessing to others. And in the, the passage where we find the Beatitudes, it's really important that we see them as not just a set of isolated statements, but actually they're the beginning statements of a larger piece of teaching. In fact, if you have a Bible with you, when you take Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 7, those whole three chapters there, the, this long piece of teaching that Jesus gives on basically standards, standards for living, a new way of living your life. And he starts with these five statements because it all starts with your attitudes. It all starts with your internal feelings, your internal thought process, your internal positions and it starts with the attitude and it outworks in the external. Later on Jesus talks about fruit. He says this, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. You identify a tree by its fruit and Jesus is saying that your internal attitudes will be outworked, will be displayed in the fruit of your outward characteristics, your outward actions. And it's in Galatians 5 that Paul talks about the fruit 
of the spirit, those external characteristics, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking to you about that we believe what Jesus is saying here is how to get our attitudes right. When we get our attitudes right, we are blessed and then we go out and be a blessing to others. We show the fruit of the spirit working inside us. And we've looked at what it means to be blessed. We've looked at what it means to be joyful. We've looked at what it means to be full of peace. We've looked at what it means to be gentle. And so this morning I want to pick up the next statement that Jesus makes and you'll find it in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 uh, which just very simply says this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. And that word righteousness that we have in our Bible, some versions of the Bible translate it as justice. And when we think of righteousness, we might think of things like being just or being morally right, being upstanding, being justified in our actions and in our thoughts or just being a good person. But as we've seen through these statements, there is something deeper than that that actually the word Jesus uses here is the Greek word diokisine and it means what God has deemed to be right so the righteousness God uh, Jesus is talking about here isn't just being a good person it's the righteousness of God we might say the goodness of God and when we talk about goodness, it's important we get a biblical understanding of what that means. What, what does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be righteous? And you might have heard people say, well, I'm a good person or I've lived a good life. And, and parents might call their children good. And you may remember from your childhood or even as a parent, you might say to your children, be good, be good, be a good boy, be a good girl. You know, when I was little and, and me and my sister were living with my mum and dad and my mum and dad would go out for the evening and they'd leave us with a babysitter. And the, the almost last words they would give us before they left the house was be good. And they'd get home and, and they'd ask, were you good? And I'd say, yes, I was good. But what does that mean? What does it mean when I say, yes, I was good? Was I good in that I didn't set fire to the cat? Was I good in that I didn't break anything? Was I good in that I didn't give my sister a haircut? Well, actually, I did give my sister a haircut once and it didn't go down very well. Sorry, sis. But in my reckoning, I was good because I wasn't bad. Now, did I go and feed the poor? Did I go and care for the sick? Did I go and visit those in prison? Because Jesus said they're good things to do. Jesus said that's being good. So I didn't do any of that. Actually, I didn't do anything. I just sat at home and played on my Mega Drive or, or watched the TV. You know, I wasn't good because I didn't do anything bad. Actually, I didn't do anything. And some of us think that being a good person is about not being bad. But what I want to talk about here and what Jesus is talking about is true righteousness, the goodness of God. And Jesus says that it's, it's, it's that we should desire, the righteousness of God. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst 
for righteousness. It's more than just a physical hunger or a thirst. Remember, Jesus is talking about attitudes, that we live with an attitude of seeking God, seeking his righteousness, seeking his goodness. In Psalm 27, David says this, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all my life. Another psalmist writes in Psalm 42, as the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, God. It's that desire to, to live and be in the presence of God. And, and why do we do that? Why do we want more of God? Why do we long to be in God's presence? And it's simple. It's so we can have more of him in our lives. And when we have more of him in our lives, we become more like him. You know, the more time you spend with someone, the more like them you become. There'll be aspects of your character or of their character that will rub off on you eventually. And it's the same with God. That the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend in his presence, the more of his character, the more of his goodness, the more of his grace, the more of his mercy, the more of those fruits of the spirit, the more they will rub off on us. You know, Jesus said the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of God, will lead us into all truth. He'll lead you into what's right. David said in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. So as we seek God, as we desire God, as we desire to get into God's presence, he transforms us from the inside out to reflect his goodness. There's a, there's a passage in 2 Corinthians and, and I love the way the message uh, paraphrase puts it this way. The message isn't necessarily a, a direct translation, but it's a, it's a paraphrase. And it says this, that whenever we turn to face God, God removes the veil. God removes that thing between us and God. And there we are face to face. We suddenly recognise that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiselled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, there's nothing between us and God. And our faces shine with the brightness of his face. We're reflecting his glory. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become more like him. Paul says in Philippians 4, he says, fix your eyes on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. He says later in 1 Thessalonians, hold fast to what is good. So I want to say that righteousness, that desire for righteousness, it starts with us. It starts with an attitude of constantly seeking the goodness of of God. And then Jesus continues with this statement. He says, blessed are those, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Some translations say they will be satisfied. And Jesus, just like in verse five, if you remember last week, I said that Jesus was referring back to an old psalm. Uh, Jesus, I think, is using a rabbinical technique here called remez, where he is saying something 
but he is referring to another passage. So he's not directly quoting another passage of scripture, but in his words, you, you'd listen to it and it would make you think of another passage if you knew your Bible. And it says this in Proverbs 21, that whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness and honour. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness and honour. And Jesus is saying that when you, when you pursue righteousness, the rest will follow. Life, righteousness and honour. And later on in this, this whole sermon, Jesus talks about possessions. He talks about those, those worldly things. He talks about money. He talks about clothes. He talks about food and drink, but he says this, but seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Seek that first and all these things will be given to you as well. Excuse me. <coughs> you know, what did David say? The one thing I ask of the Lord is to dwell in his presence, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And Jesus is saying, listen, seek God first, pursue God first and the rest will follow you know he says later in this same sermon keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be opened for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened can i tell you that living lives of righteousness and goodness starts with seeking God and when we seek God we will he promises us we will be satisfied when we have that attitude of desiring God seeking God being hungry for more of God for being passionate about living a life that honors God when inside you are desperate for righteousness then your outward life will reflect that attitude so Jesus is talking about an attitude of righteousness seeking God so that our internal thoughts are good, they are pure, they are holy. And it's from that attitude of righteousness that I believe we get the fruit of the spirit that Paul talks about as goodness. And so just to simplify it, I want to talk about righteousness as an attitude and goodness as an action. See, goodness is the fruit produced by the, the attitude of righteousness, if that makes sense for you and and the greek word here for goodness is agathosune agathosune so if, if you know anyone named agatha or if you're watching this and you're named agatha your name means goodness and in the greek this word means an uprightness of heart and life now notice that it's an uprightness of heart and life heart and life inside our heart outside our life because as a fruit of the spirit, being good, being righteous, it's not about us sitting on our hands and doing nothing. Seeking goodness and righteousness isn't about us just getting into heaven when we die, but it's about getting heaven into us while we are alive. So we seek God. We seek the presence of God. We seek the goodness of God so that can grow inside us. And that attitude of seeking God's presence outworks out from us 
in acts of love, in acts of joy, in acts of peace, in acts of patience, in acts of kindness, in acts of goodness, in acts of faithfulness, in acts of gentleness and in acts of self-control. That as we seek God's presence on the inside, his power works through us on the outside. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures or statues. Uh, sometimes you can see them on the on, on you know, mantelpieces or on shelves and you see these three little uh, monkeys and some people call them the three wise monkeys. And, and one is, is stood there with his hands over his eyes and another is there with his hands over his mouth and another is there with his hands over his ears. And they say, well, see no evil, speak no evil, uh, hear no evil. Now, that's good advice. But what do you notice about those monkeys? They're all sitting down. They're all sitting down. They're not doing anything. And so the, the fruit of the spirit is a produce. It's produced by something. You can't be good by doing nothing. To demonstrate goodness, you have to be good. You have to be good. You know, James in his letter to the church says, well, you believe in God? Great. So does everyone else. But faith without good deeds or faith without works in some translations, faith without doing something about it is useless. What does Jesus say? Let your light shine so that others will see your good deeds. Being good is not just not being bad. Being good is being good. So how do we do that? Well, I think that God is really clear on what it is. We have to do when when you read the prophet Micah right at the end of the Old Testament. Micah says this. The Lord has told you what is good. Now, that's fairly clear to me. The Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you to do what is right. To love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Do what is is right. Some translations say do justice. Earlier on I said that some translations of that passage in Matthew 5, 6, they say God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. We're called to do what is right. You know, being good is not just not being bad, but we're called to do good deeds, called to do what is right and Jesus told a parable where he said I was hungry and you fed me I was thirsty and you gave me a drink I was a stranger and you invited me in I was naked and you gave me clothing I was sick and you cared for me I was in prison and you visited me whenever you do this for someone you are doing it for me that's doing good. You know, Paul says in Ephesians, we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. The writer of Hebrews says, don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So God tells us to do what is Right. And then Micah says we should love kindness. And what he means there is we should love being kind. You know, we see it on social media so much, you know, be kind. But God says, don't just be kind. 
love being kind. Be passionate about kindness. And then Micah says, walk humbly. You know, don't be kind for your own sake. Don't do good deeds for your own sake. Don't do it to get attention. Don't do it to get noticed or to get yourself trending on Twitter, but do it in humility. Jesus said, let your good deeds shine so that people will praise God. We don't let our good deeds shine so people can praise us. It's not about us. Let your good deeds shine so people will praise God. Can I encourage you this week to develop an attitude where you are seeking God. Seek his face and not his hand. What that means is sometimes we can seek God's goodness in that we'll seek his provision. We'll seek something from God. And actually what God calls us to do first is just seek his face. Just seek God, seek his presence and everything else flows from that. Because when we seek God's presence and allow him to transform us from the inside out, he transforms us into living a life of goodness. You know, that's the fruit of the spirit. That's the fruit that, as we said a few weeks ago, that's the fruit that leaves a good taste in people's mouths when we live lives of goodness. Because at the end of the day, the fruit isn't for the tree. The fruit is for the ground. Our acts of goodness are not about us. They're not about me. They're not about our church. Our acts, our fruit is not for the tree. It's for the ground. Proverbs 11 says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Our fruit produces life. Our fruit brings life to others. And that's why I think goodness probably is best defined as this. It's the selfless care for others. The selfless care for others. And you know, there's no greater example of this than that we see that that when Jesus went to the cross. In John 3.16 it says, God so loved the world. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son to die in our place that is selfless care for others paul said in ephesians jesus gave up his divine privileges he took the position of a slave he died a criminal's death on a cross jesus himself said i'm the good shepherd i lay down my life for my sheep selfless care for others why did jesus do it well, it's because we can't be good on our own. We can't be good on our own, in our own strength or in our own abilities. The Bible says we've all fallen short of the standards that God has set for us. But the death of Jesus makes it possible for us to be good, for us to, to attain that righteousness. Paul says this in Romans, that everyone has sinned. We've all done something wrong. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness 
So we are made right with God through faith. You know, in the ultimate act of goodness, Jesus gave his life willingly so that we could be saved, so that we could be healed, so that we could have our hearts revived, our hope restored and our lives rebuilt through that relationship with Jesus. It was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows he took on. He was broken so that we could be made whole. He bled so that we could be healed on the inside and the outside. And we always want to end these message times with just two simple questions. Do you know God? And if the answer to that first one is no or not yet, the second question is, well, are you ready to know God? And you might say, well, God, I, 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 really, I can never be good without you. I can never be good enough for you. But I recognise that because Jesus died, I can be good. Jesus said, blessed are those who recognise their need for God. And if that's you this morning, if you recognise that you, you, you want the goodness of God in your life, that you recognise you need God, if you recognise that you want more of God's uh, presence in your life, then we'd love you to join us in a really simple prayer. So just pray this uh, just in your heart as we pray. Jesus, I need you. I'm not enough without you. I need your goodness. Please save me. Come and live inside me. I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died for me. Thank you that everything I ever did or said or thought that was wrong was nailed to the cross so that I could be free. I put my faith in you. And I receive your, the gift of your spirit to help me live a blessed life. A life empowered, a life strengthened and a life guided by you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.